2: Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Thursday, December 17th, 2020. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. If it's Thursday, that can mean only one thing. The lovely and talented Steve Wolfong, Director of Recruiting from 24-7 Sports, is here. Fresh off a marathon signing day. Steve, how goes it?
3: Good morning, Daniel. Excited that I drove home and woke up in the Indianapolis suburbs and I'm here It's all behind me, man, but I just want to say thanks to everyone at Bucknuts for following along. We appreciate it, and obviously enjoy working with all of y'all. It was another fun year covering Ohio State alongside the Bucknuts crew.
2: For those of you who missed it, yesterday's show, the 24-7 sports collab, was fantastic. Excellent production. Barton Simmons was fantastic, as well as Josh Pate, Bud Elliott, and the crew, along with yourself, Later on this show, we will have a series of interviews. Very interesting stuff. One, why Larry Johnson is awesome. Two, Ohio State's quest for number one. Three, Barton breaking down Ohio State's wide receiver recruiting. But we will finish off today's show with Emeka Egbuka, the nation's top wide receiver out of Stella High in Washington. Joined 24-7 Sports and talked all about Ohio State and all about possible recruiting of JT Tuamolau, Let's address that. Ohio State is number two, and Alabama has the number one rated recruiting class. However, there is still one guy out there in Tuamolau. Bring us up to speed on the quest for the number one recruiting class.
3: Yeah, I think with Alabama's flips of Keanu Coat and JoJo Earl, uh, I think that even if Ohio State lands JT now, uh, that's not enough points for them to catch where Alabama currently stands in the standings. Uh, Alabama's got 319.23 if, if Ohio State adds JT, it's a six-point bump, so they're in the 316 range. I know Ohio State's in there with Tristan Lee. who's not going to decide till February, so if you get both of them, that's probably enough. Um, Alabama's not done. Either they're trending on the crystal ball for offensive lineman Jaden Roberts out of the Lone Star State, so this is just, a, it's not really about finishing number one. Uh, I think that You want to finish in the top five or top ten every year, make sure you're addressing your needs and making sure your roster is balanced and and, and talented in every position room. And Ohio State continues to do that. And every year when the preseason comes around, Ohio State's going to be considered one of the favorites. And typically when the end of the season comes around, Ohio State's one of the few teams standing with a chance at the crystal ball, which is what's happened this year, uh, even, you know, despite the pandemic.
2: Certainly wasn't the most dramatic day for the Buckeyes. We really weren't awaiting any individual decision. What was the vibe out of Columbus?
3: Well, that's uh, uh, underrated, Dan, because there was a lot of uh, doubt and uncertainty with programs across, across the country. So for a House State to have 21 commits, go to bed on Tuesday night without a concern in the world and, and wake up, on Wednesday morning, and faxes are already start starting to roll in before the rooster has crowed, and and, and all your, your class is in the books without any, any drama Is big, especially when you're preparing for a Big Ten title game, and ultimately the college football playoff. You know, the Ohio State coaches are in the building at, at, at 7 o'clock receiving faxes, and then uh, at 7.05, they're working on, you know, third down uh, principles, so uh, it, it's a weird day. And I think it even threw my wife off a little bit when I, uh, you, you know, we're, we're going up to South Bend where my family's from this weekend. And I told her that I'm I'm going to have to watch football this weekend. Normally there's no football this weekend. So I think it, it caught, you know, it's catching people off guard uh, that, that, that there's still still a lot of games to be played uh, this
2: Saturday. Not that I'm complaining. I imagine signing day in the Wolfong household is usually some form of a holiday. And there is a, Lack of hangover effect affected your wife? No, enjoys. you get
3: you get no you get no sympathy here. My wife works hard too, and and so after the uh, early signing period show, you know, I drove home and on the way home I stopped and got my kindergartner some boots after a five hour drive and, and, and the show. We're all we're we're all pulling together here. Uh, you with young children know what it's like here in the weeds six to three with two working two working people at home. So yeah, it's not a national holiday here. It's just a just a busier day than normal
2: this weekend ohio state will face northwestern 14th ranked northwestern mind you at noon in the big 10 championship game the spread is in the high 20s would you bet on ohio state i think ohio state's going to win the
3: game i don't know how northwestern is going to find enough points to win i I do think northwestern y'all know it they play good defense and, and and if they're opportunistic maybe they can Stay in the game, but I, I expect you know, Ohio State to cruise on Saturday, and you know we'll see who they get in the college football playoff. Uh, you know, that Notre Dame Clemson game is obviously going to determine some seeding, and, and uh, so I assume y'all have a keen eye there because if, if Notre Dame wins, they're clearly the two, but if they lose, are they three or are they four? Who has to play Bama in the first round? Uh, so those, that's I'm kind of interested to see how that plays out.
2: Pick the Notre Dame-Clemson game for me.
3: The thing with, with that game is Notre Dame kind of did what they wanted on offense in that game. You know, they they settled for field goals in the first half. If they turn those into touchdowns, they're up 21 to nothing. Um, and uh, Ian Book fumbles on the one-yard line late in the game, or they could have put it away in, in regulation. Clemson had a, just a tough time stopping them. But they have one of the best defensive coordinators in the country in Brent Venables, and they have a young defense that's a little more seasoned now than they were in South Bend, so I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of adjustments they make for for Notre Dame this time around, and then obviously, I mean Clemson moved the ball, put up a lot of yards uh, with with DJ under center maybe they didn't get off to as fast a start as they wanted to uh, in that game, but I think the young the young freshman through for over 400 yards so i don't know how much more trevor lawrence can can bring to the table so i think the difference in that game is going to be you know how the growth on of clemson on defense and the adjust adjustments they make against a notre dame team that finally has shown that they can move the ball against the you know an elite football team notre dame had been prior to that game one that i kind of pigeonholed as uh you know, a, a more of a new year six type team that when they got into a, a scrap with Georgia, th- their NFL offensive line couldn't move the Bulldogs. And, 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 uh, and, and, and they just weren't dominant against teams like that, but uh, they, they, they moved the ball at will against Clemson the, the first time. And so we'll see if they can do it again.
2: Ohio state Northwestern at 12 PM kickoff.
3: Don't you Sit love that? that? it's a noon kickoff instead of the normal, like, that big ten title game ends way, typically. Give me noon all day,
2: if there was recruiting still going on and you could have kids visit, then I would want the night game
3: theoretically if if Ohio State was still recruiting kids, they could play northwestern and, and that game's over at three, quickly get cleaned up you're back you're back in the woody by seven. You can have some recruits on campus still
2: yeah, you could probably have them at the game. that's another thing. who knows, dude? This has gotten so wacky. Back before
3: uh, the recruiting weekends got super busy, I went to a couple of Ohio State games I had never been. So getting to see Dot the I in person was cool. Uh, I was an Ohio State-Illinois day game, and then I went to an Ohio State-Penn State night game. So I've seen a couple different atmospheres uh, in, in that stadium. But I remember going to Buffalo Wild Wings after that Ohio State-Illinois game several years ago, and Notre Dame was playing Pitt. It was the last time Notre Dame was undefeated. And there were a lot of Ohio state fans rooting for, for Notre Dame inside that Buffalo wild wings, right, right down the road from from the shoes. So I think, uh, I, I think that both fan bases kind of closet root for each other, like the normal fans, not the super, not the super fans on on the websites of both, but I think just the casual football fan, which makes up 90% of each fan base. I think they kind of like both of each other.
2: Listen, when you're in the Midwest, there's going to be some Notre Dame crossover in some households. That's just the way it is. We appreciate Steve stopping by. When we come back, updates on Larry Johnson, the quest for number one, and a talk with Emeka Egbuka.
1: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. So,
4: Brady, when you heard that, what stood out to you? And what makes him such a highly respected coach?
1: Well, one,
5: I mean, he's been doing it for a long time, very successfully. You go back to his days at Penn State, now to Ohio State. I think he's very relatable and genuine to a lot of the players, too. When you think about the fact that his son has gone through this process, played in the NFL, and then he's sent... A ton of players. I mean, of, of you know, of late, obviously the Bosa brothers, as well as Chase Young, uh, just because of those the more reputable guys. But uh, we we heard about Washington, and we've we've seen Draymond Jones, we've seen Devon Hampton, some of these other players too that he's been able to coach and uh, coach up. I think one of the things that that makes him so successful too is what Ohio State provides in those resources. We heard Urban Meyer talking about, you know, Gene Smith, the athletic director at Ohio State, and how they've provided them all the resources. Well, one of the greatest resources that any college has is their strength coach. Those guys touch those players and can can transform those players more than any coach because they're with them more. Mickey Maradi is one of the best in the entire country, and I think he's changed lives of a lot of players and being able to help those guys first for example, as you heard Larry Johnson talking about, transfer a guy from being an edge player down to be a defensive tackle, put on the mass, put on the body weight, the power that they're gonna need to play that position. So a lot of it has to do with the resource that Larry Johnson has, his experience, but just the fact he's a genuinely good man who wants the best for these young men.
4: The Ohio State Buckeyes, Urban Meyer's former squad there, they're sitting very pretty today. And we're talking about, obviously, a big day on tap potentially for them. And it involves a lot of really big names.
6: Yeah,
7: I mean, but Ohio State's sort of the kid at the front of the classroom. A little bit, a little bit of uh, done their homework, worked ahead of time, studied. You know, there, there's no procrastinating with Ohio State. Sure, there, there's some big names still on the board, and and J.T. Loow is an example of a guy that certainly the Ohio State is continuing to work on and to push for one of the elite defensive players in this cycle, but. Ohio State, back in say the spring when all this pandemic stuff was going on and things were shutting down, that was the team that was the league contender as the number one class in the country. And they still are in that mix. But But the reason it was in the mix so early is what it has done working ahead of time. You got guys like. Jack Sawyer, who is an elite five-star in-state talent. Emeka Abuka, now that's a recent commit. He is the top uh, wide receiver in the country and a guy that Brian Hartline uh, helped recruit out of Washington and what an effort he's had putting together great wide receiver class over the last few years. Donovan Jackson, a five-star offensive guard who could play offensive tackle, is, is an elite player out of the state of Texas. I talked earlier about what Ohio State done has done in the state of Texas, they also have the best running back in the country, and Travion Henderson, out of Virginia. And you can kind of hear a theme as I discuss this class. Virginia, yeah. Texas, Washington, Ohio. I mean, they are hitting all corners of the map because that's where the players are. And so, look, there's no one. We talked a lot about Alabama today, and Alabama is absolutely the standard in recruiting under Nick Saban. But Ohio State and under Ryan Day, because everyone was worried, like what's the recruiting going to look like with Urban Meyer gone? Ryan Day's passing that test, um, and, and in fact, he's acing it. I mean, they're, they're getting it done right now and, uh, and look well-equipped to continue to contend for number one classes. I mean, look, the
4: most important thing, and I'll continue to say it, that you need to remember with Ryan Day is Ohio State could have probably gone pretty much anywhere they wanted to to replace Urban Meyer, and they looked right there in their own building and never really hesitated. So for all the doubters out there, like that – Probably should have been a pretty good indication. Let me kick it to Steve Wolfong here right quick. Steve, I'm not asking about any one specific player, but just overall your impression about the Buckeyes class as we sit here this morning.
8: Well, again, it's, a, it's a, another elite receiver group with the Mecca Buka at the top and Jaden Ballard, a guy who was a big riser for us. In our top 247 rankings, Travian Henderson, he's got the best junior film in the country. When you watch Travian Henderson at running back and then you watch Donovan Jackson uh, on the offensive line, those are, the, if you're talking best film, and Travian Henderson didn't get to play his senior year, those are two guys that, that you could say have the best film in, in, in the country. So they go out and, and land some elite players. Ohio State needed a bounce back year at running back. They get Travin Henderson. They get Evan Pryor. They have a five-star composite quarterback and, and Kyle McCord to come in and, and instantly push C.J. Stroud and, and Jack Miller. And, and, and Ohio State may not be done as they're in it for JT. They're in it for Tristan Lee, who's not going to sign now until February. And, and, and so it's another class that maintains the standard for the Buckeyes. They'll be the favorite in the Big Ten for years to come. And on the short list for college football national title contenders.
4: I would imagine this wasn't too difficult a scouting job. You awesome. look at him and the film speaks to you pretty quickly.
7: No, you're right. And it's not just the film. It's, it's all of the accompanying attributes that come with it. It's his size. It's his physicality. It's his strength. It's his athleticism. He's tested well. He's productive. He's put in work on offense and on defense. And as you can kind of get the sense talking to him, he's got a, he's got a great personality He's, he's, he's a, a, a focused kid. There's not many boxes that are left unchecked here for Emeka Buka, And so for him to go to Ohio State, man, it continues such an incredible run they're on right now at the wide receiver position. Um, you, you know, credit due to Ryan Day. Certainly credit due to Brian Hartline, who's emerged as one of the top recruiters in college football. But just look at that list. Garrett Wilson, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. Julian Fleming, and then this year, Marvin Harrison Jr., Jaden Ballard was a real riser for us, and then Emeka, who's the number one player in the country at his position. Look, it's, it is an embarrassment of riches at Ohio State right now at the wide receiver position, and it's going to be really fun to see who the next up is at the quarterback spot they can distribute the football to these guys. You know what's crazy? I mean, if we were look at that list
4: right now that we're showing,
7: that those are notable recent
4: wide receiver commits. That's a good, right. that's a good couple of decades right. for many programs. Many programs haven't seen that in the last 50 years. And yet, you look at Ohio State, our top two per the class rankings right now are Alabama and Ohio State. And if we were to really zoom in on the wide receiver position alone and talk about the talent Alabama and Ohio State have brought in, we haven't seen those two programs match up on the field since 2014 but if and when it happens could be very soon down the road wow like how 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 much salivation is there (laughs) out of the mouth of an NFL draft scout
7: well and and here's the I think the the new reality in terms of what separates the contenders the national title playoff elite with everyone else it's still line of scrimmage to a degree and look that that used to be the very clear delineation is do you have a defensive line? Do you have big bodies that can run or do you not? And, and, and I don't want to act like that's still not a factor because it is. But you just mentioned it. Who are the teams that are playing for national titles every year? It's Alabama, who is just absolutely killing it wide receiver. It's, it's Ohio State. Uh, it's Clemson, who has just been wide receiver. U for a while as well. Um, I mean, wide receiver in today's game, with the quarterback as important as it is, with offenses scoring as many points as they are, that is the prerequisite you have to have for getting into the playoffs and the national championship cont- uh, contention.
3: Meep, meep.
4: Ameka Agbuka, a name you know very well, even if you're just a casual observer to the world of recruiting. Buckeye fans are very excited about that name because he is their latest wide receiver signee, number one overall in the class of the 247sports.com wide receiver rankings for the 2021 cycle. And not only do you get to watch film of him, You get to talk to him, or listen to us do so at least, right here live and in person. Emeka Egbuka, number one overall wide receiver in the 2021 recruiting class, joining us. And here you see him now. And so, Emeka, I got to ask you first off. I mean, this is pretty recent. It was only a couple of weeks ago, or last week, I lose track of time, that you actually made it official committing to Ohio State. Today, you have not put pen to paper. You have signed, and you are an Ohio State Buckeye.
6: Take me through it, man. What has this process been like for you? I mean, it's been it's been a, a roller coaster. I've been being recruited since around my freshman year, maybe even my eighth grade year, and um, been on tons of visits, seen pretty much every school in the nation, and um, you know it came down to you know just right before the early signing period. But I'm glad it's all over, and ha- and I'm happy to be a Buckeye.
4: A lot of guys, it's interesting you say that. A lot of guys relish the recruiting process; they love to build suspense. Other guys. just as soon get it out of the way. But yet you don't want to get it out of the way until you're firm in your decision. So when did you know it was going to be Ohio State for you? And how long after that before you decided,
6: let's get this over with? Right. So about, I don't know, a week, week and a half ago, I got back from my visit to Oklahoma. They were part of my final list of schools. And I hadn't been there before. So I wanted to see what they had to offer. And then so when I got back from them, I kind of did my analysis of all my finalist schools and it ended up Ohio State being the pick and then I committed on Friday.
4: This has been an interesting cycle obviously a cycle unlike any other and you only get to go through your recruiting process once so you know you'll, you'll tell unique stories about your recruiting cycle relative to pretty much anyone else in history when you're older but as for now you're about to play. You're looking at this signing class, and Ohio State, as they do every year, bringing in a ton of studs, you're the latest. I'm interested, how close? How closely knit is this class overall, and how active a role do you now
6: take in recruiting maybe other prospects to join you? Yeah, for sure. Our class is already super tight-knit. I've been in a group chat with the Ohio State commits for, like, months now, even though I wasn't committed. And, you know, we're all just great friends. I already got my roommates picked out and stuff. Uh, now my role as a commit is to go after some other guys. Uh, JT being the main one since he lives in my state and we've been friends since like sixth grade, so I'm definitely going to be on him heavy to come uh, join us at Ohio State.
4: We'll see. That's the next question, and that's obviously as I look at Twitter and folks know you're coming on the show. That's what they want to know. They ask, "Hey." Why don't you ask him back about three letters? Uh, it's J-T-T. That's what they want to know about. <laughs> and so, well, like, what is that dynamic like? I mean, you know you got to have as many guys in the foxhole with you as possible to win national championships. But yet you also want to be respectful of his process, just like probably he was with yours. So what's that dynamic? I man? how do you, in
6: a friendly manner, get a guy to come play with you? For sure. Um, you know, you just got to stay on him. You know, heavy. I've been calling him, FaceTiming, FaceTiming him uh, since I committed. And, you know, we're good friends, so we joke around about it make it a good time. Uh, but, you know, I, I definitely want him to uh, come play come play for us and, you know, uh, just help the, the Buckeyes grow. What is Ryan Day like
4: as a head coach behind the scenes? You get to talk to him one-on-one and maybe comparing him to other head coaches that you've dealt with.
6: Uh, many don't know how great of an offensive mind Coach Day has. Um, I think is the mastermind behind how many points they've been putting up uh, this year and last year and stuff like that. They've been blowing teams out the water, and uh, that's accredited to uh, Coach Day a lot. And you know, he's a big family man. He's big on his faith, and that was important to me. And he's just someone you can talk to.
4: You're easy to talk to as well, my friend. We really appreciate you taking the time to join us. Emeka Egbuka, number one wide receiver all overall, rather in the 24/7 Sports wide receiver recruiting rankings, brother. We wish you the best of luck and have fun being a Buckeye in Columbus, Ohio. I appreciate that. Thank you.